Hey, Richie here, and welcome to Inside the Mind of an Entrepreneur, Episode 2. I am an author and entrepreneur coach, and uh, this podcast is all about digging inside the minds of entrepreneurs and see uh, see what makes them so successful and what obstacles and things they've overcome in their lives to get them to the place where they are today. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to, uh, wow, one of my most favorite people on the planet, Jen Zoe Hall from Xenergen.org. And she is just an amazing soul, wonderful, beautiful, loving personality, gorgeous energy, amazing energy. If I haven't said it, energy, she has such an amazing energy. We had so much fun doing this, and uh, it's criminal. I think we said that even on the podcast. It's criminal how much fun we had doing this. Uh, but anyway, we do use a little disclaimer here. There are some uh, some uh, some cussing and some obscenities on the podcast. So if that kind of thing is not your thing, then, you know, stop this and go listen to something else. But uh, we had so much fun doing this again, and I hope you enjoy it because I really enjoyed spending this time with her. So uh, enjoy. Aha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be so goddamn easy. <laughs> it's so it's so simple. Even adults can do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was testing it yesterday. And it says it worked fine. It's like you know, but when you go live, it's it, it never works. <laughs> right, there is always a little bump. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good morning. Good morning, Jen. How are you doing? I am fast. I'm just outstanding. Same here. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yep. Awesome. I can good. hear you good, perfectly. Good, good. Yeah, how was your New Year's? It was really great. Um interesting and in the sense that I had an Airbnb come but they came to the wrong house and they showed up at midnight and I'm like now they want their money back and I was like okay this is fun you 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 went to my caretaker's house and woke him up and um you want your money back that's yep. funny so it's and so <laughs> yeah good luck with that so I'm dealing with that and uh, um, no, I didn't do much. Yeah, but I didn't. And, I really um, didn't do much. How about you? I kind of uh, did some kind of not them not knowing. I did a I did a relationship uh, coaching session with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it just come out of nowhere. This is the best, aren't they? Talking about like, whatever, and I just started asking some kind help of cool questions because I was in a room with couples that have been married for. 30, 30 plus years. So it was, it was so much fun. We had a lot of, we had a lot of laughs with it. So it was great. It was really, yeah, it was really good. So, so let's, uh, That's let's awesome. get started. That's um, awesome. Cool. You know, I love starting these by just, you know, okay. Having you share uh, your journey, uh, you know, with the audience on, um, you know, how you ended up becoming an entrepreneur and then we can get into your business and, and, and all that stuff. So, the stage is yours, Jen. You just start talking. Yeah, that's it. Oh, just start talking, huh? Wow, oh, geez, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> 
tell a woman to just start talking. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna be great. We're gonna have all kinds of meadow reports and no, just kidding. So yeah, that's a really interesting to just say, you know, how did you become an entrepreneur? Well, it kind of wasn't by choice. Um, but what you know, once you kind of get, you know, it's like um, blue ocean theory. It's like once you do get the taste for blood, you know, once you you do get that taste for it, and the freedom it gives you, and the benefits that go along with it, and and when you find something you're actually truly passionate about, you know, like Tony Robbins talks about, you know, being an artist or an entrepreneur. Um, when you have that, one of the things I discovered is that you have to wear both hats. You really do. And one of the things I discovered about it was, that was really cool was that it did give you like tons of freedom. And you're doing something that you're so passionate yeah, about that all the want. other BS. Can I come down here? Can I take that word? We don't have any filters. So, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> oh, great. Well, then, then we might actually get some shit done. But, uh, the, you know, when you actually, when you go into that space, you know, none of this stuff like is paying. It's just, it's a part of what, you know, what you do to just make stuff happen. I just and, heard a horse. Um, one of the things that I, <laughs> I'm actually in my stables right now um, because, yes. <laughs> so when you, you say, when I we say it. that the, this message is coming straight to you from the horse's mouth, we're like, no pun intended or pun intended. It's actually totally and literally true. And, and that's the kind of the funny thing too, is that that was the, that was one of the messages I was getting from people. It was like, Oh, you sure you want to do this with, you know, horses are, I mean, you're good, but man, the, you know, you know how you make a small fortune in horses, well, you, you start with a large one, you know, that's, that's kind of the running joke, you know, that horses and wineries. Right. So um, when I jumped in both feet with this idea, um, it wasn't, it was definitely not by choice. Um, I was in a position in my life where I thought I kind of had whatever, everything I wanted. I mean, I, I was married, I was living, you know, we had a nice house and, I had horse trailers and, and the horses and doing my thing. And my, mm -hmm. my ex-husband was doing his thing and it seemed really idyllic, you know, idyllic. And, um, I woke up one day and this is kind of when the, the, the things started <laughs> cracking open to me from the universe saying, if you're not going to listen to the whisper, we're going to, to make sure you listen to the screams because you, you know, the lesson, right. I, you know, we all know that you don't, the, the, the lesson doesn't go away. You know, if you if the universe decides you need a lesson, it's going to teach it to you. And um, yes. most of us learn from pain. <laughs> and um, I decided that I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn from pain. Thanks, Dad. You know, get back in there and drink plenty of ice water was the message I had as a kid. So I decided to learn a very massive lesson from pain. And how that manifested for me was um, I woke up to a Facebook message um, from a total stranger. I had no idea who this person was. And she wrote me about something that my ex-husband was up to. And wow. some of you might be thinking, oh, well, he was cheating. I'm like, that would have been easy. That would have been very easy to deal with. No, he wow. was stealing. So cheating, stealing, lying, all those uh -huh. kinds of things were happening. Um, he was a, a, a 401k consultant. And uh, he was taking wow. um, people's hard-earned retirement account. He was taking their money. And uh, yeah. And I, he, and she even said, you know, if you, if you doubt this message, you wow. know, call his best friend. It was from his best friend's company. So I reached out to his best friend. I said, you know, Hey, what's going on here? And he told me, he said, um, yeah, we've been trying to get in touch with him for a while. He's been dodging us. 
he's in a lot of trouble. And I was like, okay. So I had to make, you know, I had to make a decision in that moment, you know, stay on the ship and, you know, be there or leave. And our relationship wasn't the, I, <laughs> it wasn't the great, strong foundation right. relationship 100%. anyway. No, no relationship could be when it's built on lies and deceit. So it was absolutely. So, you know, that was an easy decision. Tough to do. So I left and I put everything into a, a storage unit and moved wow. out and went back to waitressing at almost 40. And it's kind of one of those crazy things. I was a platinum so partner are, with Tony. My ex-husband so uh, and I were both platinum partners. And I don't know. And all of a you, know, you find yourself go ahead. in the shitstorm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. And, you know, we had the house and the horses. I had um, three or four horses at the time. And, and I, you know, I was living this lifestyle. And it was it was all a house of cards. And. You know, and I always wondered, you know, because a lot of people ask me and, and, you know, judgment or not, you know, how did you not know? You know, how did you not know what was going on? Well, you know, let's face it, guys, when you're when your spouse comes home from work or you, you know, you don't just go, oh, you know, did you steal anything today? Did you have a good day at the chop shop? You know, it just doesn't quite work like that. So did I know something was up? Of course. You know, but did I know that he was like a little Bernie Madoff in the in the making? I had no, you don't and, know that shit. You trust your I, partner I, to I, a, I, at I, least I, certain I degree that, that they're so not freaking that, criminals. That you trust them and you but, just, you know, how could you, you, there's no way you could be doing anything, you know, anything bad. There's no way. And then I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's another, I don't know if there's mm, another part of us. That's, well, not, you know, not that heinous anyway. Well, how do we, you know, how can we have so much money, you know, because I, I spoke to a couple of people in the past that had similar, similar situations and, you know, they just, they had no idea what was going on. None. None. Yeah. And, and you, you know, again, it's, it's not like you wake up one day and you find out you're, you know, they have a cocaine habit or a gambling addiction or, you know, they've been cheating and, you know, there is a part, there is a part of denial, you know, and, and I wasn't perfect either, to be totally clear, you know, I was doing, I was, you know, sacrificing values to meet needs, which is what was all, what was happening all across the board. He was just doing it in a way that landed him in jail and landed me wearing a, wait a waitress's apron again. So, and that was really kind of a challenging thing for me um, to, to have that humbling experience where uh, you know I'm, my Facebook posts changed pretty dramatically to hey I'm going yeah. to Fiji guys to hey yeah, the special in death special in at the restaurant tonight is <laughs> you know yeah the fucking blue light special now and and it was tough you know and I, I moved in with my old personal assistant who he had fired and she and I had maintained I mean talk about like a humbling experience so you know, having my, my stuff in a laundry basket and, and living, you know, just, just trying to get by and like figure out what the fuck just happened to my life. And I lost my horses. I lost my dog. I lost my trailer, my, my house, my life, mm -hmm. my car, my yeah. truck. You know, I sounded like a goddamn country song, you know, just played in reverse or whatever, you know how that goes. But, um, um, it's, it was very humbling experience and it challenged me in a way that I didn't realize and um, not 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 uh, to put too fine a point on it, but 
Uh, that was what 2013 when that happened. So just five years ago. And yeah, so it's been fairly recent and a lot's happened since then. And um, at the end of, of the, that year, at the end of my platinum year, when, when you, you know, you're a platinum partner, Mm -hmm. so you understand it's a year long subscription or membership. And you, you know, you have the opportunity to go to all these events with Tony Robbins, um, unfortunately, I was not able to take advantage of that aspect of Platinum Partnership, but I did go to um, his event called Date with Destiny. And um, that event is probably uh, one of the more impactful yep. experiences anyone could ever have in their lives. And I went there and I, I, anybody that has mm-hmm. been to that event, there's, you know, probably what a few hundred thousand people that have been to that event um, could attest to the same. And I was there with $300 in my bank account as a platinum partner, which is not free. So it's a fairly expensive endeavor, as you, as you know. And um, that no second shit. I day didn't of the that. event, he did an intervention with I me. I had no idea. See, that's why when we first talked a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I story and that is so incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Share. Share. I want to share it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... That's and and you know these days there's you know at these events there's fifteen thousand people and you know t- or six or seven thousand at uh, the, the, in the room whatever but there I think in that room there was about three or four thousand people so it was still it was the last one I did in Palm Springs right before um, the documentary I'm not your guru was filmed and um, I stood up and I looked now if you looked at me. I looked like a million bucks. I was physically in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I was wearing rocking a wicked short mini skirt because I had we had money. I had money. I'm like I'm taking really good care of these clothes because I may never have the money to buy them again. So, and I'm sitting here and I'm wearing all of these beautiful clothes and my hair is perfectly done, dude. I was there to get another, you know, the next Miss Jen. You know, I was like, you know, somebody just like help because what was what you know. We're all, any, any of us in our, you know, 40s and 50s, I'm 44, um, you know, have that mid-century mentality from our, from our mothers yeah. to a certain degree. The man makes the living and the woman makes the life worth living, you know, and that was the belief system I grew up with. And I had a, what my ex-husband called a professional hobby with these horses. So I would make a little bit of money here and there and do some lessons, but basically they were the money pits that most people, you know, label them to be. And hay burners and all that other stuff. So I was like, uh-huh. I have nothing of value to offer except being Mrs. Somebody. So I was there looking for, you know, a Mrs. You know, somewhere to be. So that's what I was. That's why I was there, you know, and to just find myself and figure it out. I didn't know what was going to happen. And when Tony stood me up, I looked like that quintessential, significance-driven yeah. platinum partner, like holding the mic to be heard. And I was terrified. I was, my hands was shaking. I could not even stand on my, under my own. My partner next to me was holding my waist because I could barely stand in like the six inch stilettos I had decided to wear that day. So, (laughs) you know. Okay. And do you, and and was it, do you like, would you like to share the the question that Tony put out there that got you to stand up? You don't have to if you don't. It was no, no. I, you know, this is really about this. The, I, I, in all preferences in Jen's world, I would love to little live a little quiet private life and 
you know, sit my coffee down at the barn with the horses. But that's not my, that's not why I'm on this planet. That's all right. I'm on this planet and I will, I probably might get a little emotional here, but I'm on this planet to share the pains of the story, the pieces of my life. So I can help someone else shorten the length of time or the amount of pain or their existence in a negative space as much as possible. I mean, that's why I'm here. And that's what I'm doing with my horses at the, at, you know, at Zenergen with these retreats, because what I discovered was that when you find the truth mm. that's within Beautiful. you, Beautiful. anything is possible, anything. <laughs> And that was what happened in that moment. I didn't know how the fuck I was going to do it because I, yeah, I, the how was like yeah. so conceptually foreign to me because of the beliefs that had been imparted uh-huh. on me, at, you know, go, you know, over the last 40 something years, you know, thank you, you know, whatever, whatever your belief system is. So I stood up based on, it was, um, the premise was old story, new story. Yeah. And he sets it up with uh, Mr. the movie, Mr. Holland's Opus. He wanted to be a professional you know, successful um, conductor and write music. And he ended up being a school teacher. So two very different life paths, not what he intended, but still yet had a lot of value to offer people changing and impacting lives. And I thought the same thing. I thought my life was to be this, this supportive role for a man so he could shine and I would be the holding the spotlight for him and to make the life worth living. And I couldn't live my life unless that's what I had. And I was, there was moments that, like where I was doing some pretty self-destructive things, <laughs> you know, and um, we, you know, we don't have to get into all that darkness, but at that time, that's, you know, oh. you go, that's where you go. When your identity is stripped from you, one of my horses died. My other one had an injury. I was going to go join the circus and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. perform. I mean, I had this, where I was going, and then all just blew up, you know, and then waking up to the no, Facebook you message, lost. there's no, there's no cute yeah. blonde with horses anymore. There, I was lost. Mm-hmm. I was totally lost. I had no rope to grasp, to grab onto in the tempest of what I was experiencing. So I stood up at the old story, new story, because my old story was that I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't live a life without a man. <laughs> and um, my new, which sounds so gross coming out of my mouth now. But and my new story was the truth and authenticity that is within me has yet to be revealed. And when it is, it will be built wow. on a foundation that is stronger than the pyramids. And that is the yeah. new story. And it came about when he stood me up and ripped me mm-hmm. open. And he looked me up and down and how I was dressed. And he said, in uh, that dress, in that state, you uh, look like a hairy guy wow, in a thanks, mini skirt. Thanks for that. So, so you are, the, you Thanks, Tony. Love, love you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Total. I was wearing such a strong masculine mask, and he said he went so far to even say, "And what? men like okay. me time. are repulsed like by women like you." Wow. <laughs> and I was sitting there going. Well, son of a bitch, I came here to get a man like you. What the fuck am I going to do now? So, you know, was it, it was brutal. And, and could, it have, could it have been delivered in a, in a, in a more gentle but, but way, he, in a more feminine way? Perhaps. Because that was brutal. I mean, that was, a, Jen, that was, a, that was an evisceration of what I thought like I needed to be. Did. 
Well, I'll tell you something. He obviously saw the level of fortitude and constitution right. that is within me because a, we, a lesser person could have mm-hmm. crumbled at those words because they're <laughs> definitely harsh. But at the moment, right. in that moment, I said, well, fuck, this ain't working. I got to oh, do wow. something else. <laughs> Ditch, I, you know what? I still have that skirt. I still have that right. fucking mini skirt. And one of these days, I will wear it. And I will, you know, I will. It's probably a size like double zero. I don't know if I can still fit into the damn thing because I was so po- broke. I didn't have no food. I could. <laughs> but, you know, and I worked at a restaurant that was walking distance from my house that served, you know, that had yeah. free bread and salad. And it was, you know, so, you know, you do what you got to do. And I, after that, you know, and then that, after that intervention with him, I decided that I was going to do, you know, I was going to reach out to my family. I hadn't spoken to my family in a while. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, my father and I hadn't had been having some discord. And wow. so um, I said, I'm going to surprise everybody. I'm going home for Christmas. So I, I, I told one person, I'm going to surprise everyone. I, you know, I'm going to book my flight with airline miles. It'll be great. And um, the night before I was supposed to leave, I'm packing. And my mom calls like, what the mm-hmm. out of the blue? It's like, that's kind of random. I said, well, shit, somebody must have told her. And that's kind of how, you know, I kind of had that, you know, mentality when I answered the phone. I was like, you know, hi, mom. Like, who let the cat out of the bag? And the words that followed when, she, when I said that yeah. still chill me. Yeah. She didn't say hi. She said, your brother's dead. And I was like, after right after that, the intervention, right after everything that's been happening, my brother's dead. She said, I know that it's three days before Christmas, but is there any way you can get home? I said, mom, I'm packing right now. I was going to surprise everyone. I'll see you in the morning. It's like you knew. I mean, you knew you get that call. So I, yeah, yeah, I knew. Right. You know, sometimes you do Mm -hmm. things that don't make sense. Yeah to you in the moment why you're doing them but as divine intervention has it it puts you exactly where you need to be which is with where i needed to be in that moment so i was able to be home for Mm -hmm. my brother's my brother's funeral and um, he had died of a drug overdose he was ex-navy and um i tried really hard to find the gift in his passing try to find the gift in my horse's passing my you know all the other things all of these stuff is you know Tony says, what if the, what if the, you know, where's the, what if the pain was a gift? And I'm like, okay, where's the wow. gift in this? Well, it, it inspired me to live a sober That's life. Awesome. Congrats. You know, I'm celebrating sobriety Congrats. now That's too. Awesome. And I, and it inspired me to, thank you. And it inspired me to start my nonprofit foundation to help veterans and women with hor- that, you know, through horses, through what we do here. Now, I'm not a nonprofit, and I'm not just a nonprofit. What we we work, I work with some of the most advanced, personally developed people. I, I work with a ton of plats. Plats come here from all over. I got like some of the plat lions are coming here later this year. I work with a lot of my people wife in the and Tony I world. I work with a lot of people, of you know, from all walks of life <laughs> and all parts of the world. But I also, yes, 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 absolutely, mm-hmm. exactly. People like yourselves that are that know this stuff. But I, I knew that I wanted to help people like my brother who wouldn't go to, you know, who couldn't or wouldn't or for whatever reason end up at a Tony event or help himself. Yeah. And I knew that bringing something in through the spirit of horses and animals 
comes in a different way. So I got to work. Wow. And that was 2014. And now I have a 10-acre property, two homes, six horses, 10-stall barn, and an extremely successful business running these amazing four-day retreats. I coach and help people from all over that's, the world. That's incredible. That's, that's and just that so in amazing. Two and a half years. And I think one of the most amazing aspects of the story, of your story, is, um, you know, finding, finding the, uh, the silver lining, the gift in the most horrible of situations. I mean, you know, the loss of your brother. I mean, that's, that's tough, you know. But when we can do that as human beings, it's it's an incredible it, it's incredible to be able to come away from that. Like you know, when I lost my son, Tony was at an event in Boston, and I was lost. And he, if he hadn't said that, finding that you know, finding the meaning in the worst situations, I wouldn't be here today, honestly. So that's that that's 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 the true gift, true gift. Mm, so when yeah, you were I on your journey, it. when you were on your journey. Um, were you offered a job anywhere yeah. else and then you had to make a decision? I think we talked about that a little bit a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing that up because, you know, <laughs> you know, you, have, you look at your life. You, you ever read those um, yeah. little kid, the kids books or young, young adult books? They're, they're choose your own adventure. And, you know, you turn you get to page like 14 mm-hmm. and it says, Oh, you run into the aliens. And if you want to shoot the aliens, you turn to page 147. If you want to try and make friends with the aliens, you turn to page 89, you know. Well, in life, you know, in those books, you know what you do. You go to the thing, you go, oh, well, crap, the aliens, you know, they shoot back. So, you know, let's go shoot them with this, you know. You can go back. But in life, it doesn't work that way. When you turn to page 89, the option to turn to page 147 goes away, you know, when you make those choices. And if you go, you know, if you sit there and think about, well, what if, what if, what if, you, you know, what if I had done this instead of that, you will make yourself so freaking miserable. You will die a thousand deaths and not ever live a life that you deserve. And so I had, that's funny that you bring that up because I had the opportunity to go and work um, at Animal Kingdom at Disney World. And uh, I, 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 have a, I have a friend that works there. She's um, has enough, you know pull and influence to have been able to do whatever needed to happen to, mm-hmm. to, to bring me in. And I was going to be working with gazelles and zebras and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and giraffes. And oh, by the way, it would have had benefits and a stable paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> shit you don't get when you're waitressing, you know, and nope. shit you don't get when he's an entrepreneur. When, as yeah, entrepreneurs, no, we don't no. get that stuff. Yeah. You're like insurance. What the hell's that? Yeah. <laughs> I got to pay the secondary. rent. You insurance will come after I pay the light bill, yeah, you know. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So you do that's you know you have you you know, in order to make this stuff go when you dig in deep and you say I will do whatever it takes as an entrepreneur. Watch out. Yeah. If you have an entrepreneur that means the phrase whatever it takes, watch out, guys. Watch out because they will they will do whatever it takes. Now, you got, you know, for me, I had to also had to put in while maintaining my principles (laughs) and my integrity, you know, those things need to be in places too, just, just as a disclaimer. But at the same time, when someone comes to me and they're like, oh man, what you do is so cool. I want to do something like that. I'll do whatever it takes. I tend to raise an eyebrow because if you really knew what you have to go through sometimes to make the, you know, to make shit happen, to really make it and not just 
skate by and keep the lights on and hopefully one day not have to decide between an oil change and you getting your teeth cleaned. You know, when you want to rise above that from, you you know, if you ever read Peter Thiel's book, Zero to One, he talks about stuff like that. It's like, you know, how do you get the boulder over to the top of the hill when you start out? Because I started this with nothing. I started it with less than nothing. I was giving horseback riding lessons. I had a, drove a Mini Cooper that I bought on my signature and I was driving three hours to do wow. one lesson. I was driving from, well, you know, you're up in Boston. Jesus. I was driving up to see you. I was driving 17 hours in my Mini Cooper. And, you know, to go do lessons, I would do three and a half hour, three and a half weeks of lessons. And I would get up at 630 and find, I found somebody that would do an early morning session. And then I would do my nine to 12 workshops. And then I would drive someplace else and do my afternoon stuff. And then I found somebody that had lights in an arena so I could teach after dark. So wow. I'd do, and I would do that shit for three and a half weeks driving all over Boston and Connecticut. And I would find people. I would call them. I would bug this. You need a lesson? You need a lesson? I, I, I heard your horse kicked you. Do you need help? You know? And I was getting tendonitis. And I what? actually had a very aggressive a horse? horse bite my ear off the side of my head. You know? And right? yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have it. Well, they have really teeth. Awesome. So I, 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 you sign a waiver. <laughs> but, you know, so we use it. But um, I uh, just put put myself in a position where I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And when mm-hmm. that horse bit me, I knew that I was giving something I did not have to give. And I was sacrificing, like you said, your health is secondary. I was sacrificing something that was not sustainable. And I was looking at my future. And I was like, I knew what I, I was doing, what I had to do now. But this was not something that was going to solve the problems of two, three, five, seven years from now. But but had you done that, you would have never realized that. Yes, exactly. And that, you know, was like, and, you know, having, and I went have a plastic surgeon and they had like 64 stitches in this little tiny space. And you can't even tell he did a great job. But my, but my insurance, speaking of, my insurance had lapsed. And so I had to pay for it in cash. And it's like, shit, you know? And so what happened? Everybody probably wants to know what happened to the horse. Well, the horse is fine. He's just now out in a pasture living out his days. He's not going to be, you know, in that space. Because everybody always asks me, did you kill the horse? Did you put the horse down? (laughs) No. We don't kill things just because they act, you know. But um, so it was really a very powerful lesson. And the big piece I got from that is that you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You cannot pour from an empty cup and you have to feed yourself first. And um, Mm -hmm. when I started really, truly doing that and taking a step back and sharpening my saw and reattaching the trees and, you know, getting those through, pick your metaphor, I was able to leverage myself and reposition what I needed to do to take my business to the next level. And we're talking, you know, we're talking about somebody that's, that's, uh, you know, starting a business from nothing, from no, from nowhere, you know, and buying a, buying a new car was a big deal. And, you know, just not even caring what the interest rate is on the credit cards, you know, and just putting, you know, and one of the big things I learned was with all the pain I was experiencing, when you are driven from pain, you are driving with no power steering. Right. 
So I, it was like, it was time to reposition myself to where I wasn't just like this place where I am is so bad. I'd rather be anywhere, but here to, I now know where I'm going, how I want to pursue it and what the, and, and change and shift. Because if there's any advice I would, I would give to it, to any aspiring startup or entrepreneur is that the adaptability of your strategies is what's going to take you wherever you want to go. You have I like to, to call, I like to call that resourcefulness, you know, yes. being, being the most resourceful, you know, mother effort on the planet. Right. Get what you, Wait, whatever it takes. Yeah. The, whatever it takes. And that's the, the thing is, is that a lot of times we get stuck in the idea of whatever it takes being what we've been, what we've always done. You know what we do. Okay. Well, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to work harder. I'm just going to do more. Doing more isn't always the answer because right. it's like this property that I, that where I am now came to me as a gift from God because I got kicked out of my old place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a barn in the middle of nowhere and I thought, you know, it was great. Didn't even have electricity. And the guy said to me, you know what? Um, you're doing too much stuff here. You know, this is not what I had in mind. And he asked <laughs> me to, it, he said it a little bit more colorfully than that, but we'll just, <laughs> and he said, you know, it's time for you to leave. So here I am. I've been homeless twice. My brother's dead. I, I don't have any money. I'm my IRS tax debt coming out my ass. The guy just kicking me out. I would, you know, I'm like, what? Now what? And yeah. when you are in alignment, like I was talking about with your passion, that's yep. how this property came to me. And I reached out to a friend of mine who's a real estate agent, and she looked up some properties, and she found seven properties that in the Orlando area. I'm located in Orlando. And um, she, I said, it's the last one. And she goes, you haven't even looked at them. I go, I don't care. It's the last one. She goes, it's the most expensive I, one. I go, of course right. it is. Yeah. And I went and I, <laughs> of course, fuck, of course it is. That's, that's I, on my track record. That's, that's the, yeah, right. exactly. That story of my life. So <laughs> I went, I came and I looked at the place. When I pulled into the place, Rich, yeah. I, I cried God's tears. I knew I was home. That's I was beautiful. home. Yeah. And I, I got it for no money down. No shit. Uh huh. They worked. I worked out a deal. Yeah, it is the universe, and we, and that's the thing about resourcefulness. You you know you if you, when you come here you're gonna be like, how did you do that? Well, don't <laughs> ask the bumblebee how it flies because it because you know, it, it may never does. fly. It just does. <laughs> Engineers say bumblebee, you flyer. You shouldn't be flying. Bumblebee's like, I don't know what to tell you, boss. My body's big, my wings are little, but I carry myself from flower to flower. So, and it's, you know, so don't get caught up in the tyranny of how be adaptable and be resourceful. And when you are in alignment, guess what? You don't have to, you don't have to learn from pain anymore. That was my huge, the biggest gift I've gotten is all the pain I've been through. No more. I, you don't have to learn through hard work and effort and toil and pain. It doesn't have to be like that. And the further away you get from it, from experiencing that pain, the more tuned in and laser focused you can get on your purpose, your passion, and maybe actually having a little pleasure in your life. Yeah. And I think when you're, when you're at that level, I think uh, you're open to more stuff from the universe coming to you that you're not even aware of. Is that if you're right. focusing on that, I mean, it just, it just comes to you. It's like, wow, like where did this piece of land come from? 
Right. You know, it's 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 incredible. It really is. So is. so getting back to your decision whether to go to Animal Kingdom, oh. what was the one thing that that you you just said I can't do it? Like for me, my decision was I cannot sit in a cubicle or I cannot go to an office every day. I can't yeah. do that ever again. That, that was yeah. my, my things. That's the funny thing. And yeah, and by the way, I hope my mom does not listen to this podcast because she would freaking kill me if she knew I gave up a six-figure job at Disney to go pursue my love of horses. Jesus. So, <laughs> mom, I hope you're not listening to this. But um, I was, it was very similar to what you just described. You know, I, I had this little and, – and, and this was – keep this in mind. This was at the lowest point in my life I, where I was having panic attacks and I was sick and my, all this shit had just hit the fan. And so mm-hmm. it was very appealing to have, you know, sit there and go, well, what about a paycheck? You know, I'm yep. just board your horses and get a good paycheck just for a little while, just for a little while. And I'm like, I visualized myself in the Florida heat in my little khaki shorts and my little Disney polo. <laughs> At getting out of my Mini Cooper in the freaking blazing ass asphalt and walking from that giant parking lot to animal, you know, into the parks and making that drive and doing that for someone else's dream. Yeah. And I said, no. Yeah. Someone else's dream. And that's, that's what would become an employee for somebody else. We're fulfilling somebody else's dream, not our own. You are. You're not. You're not fulfilling your own. Now that that is it. Now, to be clear, jumping off the cliff and building your wings on the way down like Icarus that isn't for everybody. No, you no, know, it is. That's isn't. not for everybody, and not everybody has this entrepreneurial like this little bug that once you give it, you know, give a mouse a cookie, right? You give that little freaking entrepreneurial bug, give it a little taste of something. And it's like, it's like blood. It gets like, it gets taste the, the blood of it. You can't, sorry, you're done. You be, you it, and it'll come up in something else. And another opportunity will, will present itself. And you, you have to have the discipline to not have too many babies. You know, right. kids are great. Yep. Twins are tough. <laughs> yep. Nope. You know, have one baby at a time, you know. So, and that's, that's the discipline that it takes for us once, you know, for us entrepreneurial types that get involved in it to, to not have too many babies too fast to really make sure that, you know, wait till they're going, wait till they're going to school or wait till they, you know, wait till they're out in diapers at least, you know, before you have that second kid, but you can't help it. You get addicted to it. And it feels so good to be able to write your own ticket. And then you find different ways to do it. And it becomes, it becomes just this game, this thing that you do and this person you become and you, you see each other. It's almost like you form a tribe and you have like your secret handshake, you know, when you Mm -hmm. meet other entrepreneurs and then you meet somebody with a job and you kind of like, okay, wait a minute, hang on just a second. I got to switch gears and talk to you differently. And and that's somebody with a different mentality. Yeah. That 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 is so true, and I and I find myself doing that that quite often. And it is a gear, it is a gear shift, you know, yes. shifting from the mentality that an entrepreneur has back to somebody that's you know working for somebody else. Like we and like we said, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. There was absolutely no. nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, you know, because because being an entrepreneur, it's this hard. This is hard shit to do. You know, it is. There's so many people out there because a lot of people think it's easy. It's like oh, you own your own business. Wow, you know, 
life is a bowl. You wipe your ass with golden toilet paper. And it's like, they have no idea. <laughs> they have no, no idea what we're up against no. on a daily basis. I mean. Because we, you know, especially if we start off and go, oh, I'm a business owner. And I go buy a roll of gold toilet paper and then realize that that was a dumb waste of money. <laughs> like shit i actually have to yeah. pee you know i need to pay my payroll and you know i gotta you know there's there's so many moving parts and i don't care what industry you're in i don't care what right. type of business you have when you're when you're in and around other entrepreneurs you it just feels right it just feels like you're like oh my god there's other people out there like me that think this crazy way you know yeah. And, and I think that's the energy that, that comes off of, of each other. Even talking to you on the phone, I just, I have so much energy right now. You know, I know. It's, it's kind of incredible. And that's yeah. what I find when I'm around other entrepreneurs. It's just like the energy is there. Yeah. And, and if I had one thing to change when I first started my business, I would have been, I would have surrounded myself with more entrepreneurs because that would have made me better, better at what mm. I was doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if, if I, that's a great, and that, that would be a great question. If there's one thing, when you look at a, someone that is successful, that has gotten past the zero to one, that does have a business that's sustainable and isn't a, isn't a potential statistic for failure. You know, they've been around five to 10 years. Um, yep. and you know, they're, you know, they're making it, um, you go, well, what would be the one thing that you would change? I would, my, what I would change is I would have, um, learned the lesson about, um, not, I don't have to learn from pain. This doesn't have to be hard. That's that I would have shifted my mentality about that sooner. Um, because now, you know, yeah, I, I flow with it. And it, it, when you're in alignment, this is something that, that someone spoke to me. I don't remember who said it to me. They said, God, universe, whatever your belief system, God mm -hmm. does not take away something that is critical to your soul's purpose he will not take some he or she will not take away from you something that is critical to your soul's purpose and, and i so believe in that but a lot of people out there will will wrestle with it it's like how can how can god give us so much of the universe whoever whatever your belief is how can they give us sometimes so much shit that it's unbearable like you know you losing your brother the stuff that happened to your husband me losing my son. I mean, how do you rationalize that? How do you, what do you say to people? Because I have people say, well, how can, how can that make sense? How could that be God's plan? And it's like, <laughs> sometimes I don't fucking know, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's like the one, what's the one thing you would change? I kind of, I struggle with that. I'm like, well, I guess learning from pain, le learning from pain, I would have learned that a little sooner, but really nothing because life, you know, it's perfect. There's a, there's a reason. I, there was a long time I said, man, I wish I would have never married my ex-husband. But is that really true? No, because you no. wouldn't be where you are today. Absolutely. And, and I, I would have chosen, a, that's right. Yep. You, you would have chosen a different page in the Choose Your Own Adventure book. That's it. And so that. life is choices. Yes. Life is an adventure. It is, life is choices. Life is choices all the time. Turn left, turn right. Move your left foot, move your right foot, eat this food, don't eat that food, go to the gym, don't go to the gym, have that kid, start that business. Every day we are met with so many different choices and the choice to start a business, you know, kind of talking to the people out there that may be listening that are like, I'm thinking about starting a business. You know, I'm not, I'm not advising anyone to say, to jump and just jump in and just do it. 
um, you know, because, you know, there, there, there might have been a better way for me to do this. However, knowing myself and knowing my psychology and my, my ha- habits and patterns, I knew that if I was not driven from massive pain, thank you, Tony, for calling me a hairy guy in a mini skirt, because that drove me away from that, you know, from that belief system, from that being who I thought I needed to be and allowed me to become who I am because Michelangelo said it best as he was carving David and he looked at the marble, saw an angel inside and chipped away at the rest to set him free. Wow. And that's the truth. That's the power of it. That's the power of discovering who you are. My retreats are called a journey to truth because you find out who you are. So that, and you know, and that's what I offer in four and a half days with me and my horses, forget it. <laughs> you, you know, one of the horses is going to choose you to help, to help you discover that gift that's within you to allow so, so your anything to be possible. That, so that, that is absolutely beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about what you got going on down there. Television. Oh, yeah. I, mean, is, I can't wait. I am so excited. I know. I'm so excited, too. And, I mean, you're like, oh, I'm coming. I'm like, yes. Because, <laughs> like, the people that come here, you know, I don't attract uh, people that are, not, that are not ready. This isn't to come and sit on a horse's back and ride around in a circle. You want to go do that, you can do it a lot cheaper someplace else. This mm-hmm. is a spiritual experience. This is a, a deep dive into, the, into yourself. This is discovering who you are. And when you come here, we do, it's, it's a four and a half day thing. You come in on a, you know, it's a long weekend. And one of the horses, and this is just such a powerful thing for me. All of my horses are rescues. They have their own story, just like we do, of what's yeah. happened in their lives. My ex-race horse, my one horse that was starved, all of them have their, their past. And you just get very centered. And through a process that I've developed over the last 15 years, you get still and centered. And one of the horses will actually energetically connect with you. And, there, and it may not be the horse that you're like or the horse that you like or that's like you. Mm-hmm. But it is the horse that has some kind of lesson or message or gift to give you for the time that you're here. And the more people come here, the more they realize that there is a blind spot and that everyone has a blind spot in their life that will cause a transformational experience that's experiential and visceral. Because when Mm. you go and you lay your hands on that horse and you actually connect at that level, whether you choose to ride or not, it's up to you. It will change you. And you'll never forget the horse that chose you. Mm. That's incredible. I love it so much. Mm. And we're out in nature and we play games and we have fun and we do healings. It is. It's an all-encompassing, absolutely incredible experience. So you have a couple of different programs. I think you have a leadership one. Yep. I have one that is focused. The focus is leadership. The, the, the content, um, there is some base content that you get in all the retreats. But mm-hmm. the one that the one is focusing on leadership and then I have one that is focusing on relationship. Um, I also offer for those people that out there that are interested in understanding the voodoo I do with horses. Like, how do you get the horses to do X, Y and Z? I do offer one that is for horsemanship, learning the secret language of horses. 
So but that's, and that's a pretty perfect as opposed to dogs. I'm trying to get my dogs to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> can I can you help me train my goldfish? Um, but we have, <laughs> we have it's so funny. A lot of people ask me that. Well, you know, my dog is like this, or I have this connection with my, you know, with my cat. There, there's always going to be a connection, you know, because we're all connected. I mean, you know, we, I probably drank a, some of the same water Alexander the Great drank at some point. You know, we're all connected somehow through, you know, through energy, um, you know. But uh, there's something special about horses. And their ex- the experience you get with a horse is different and unique because horses are prey. They're prey animals. They're you, not, they're, they're you, like, we eat them. My one horse, he was, um, he was born in France, born and raced in France. Oh, and in France, in France, they eat them. Oh, I was in France uh, a couple of years ago, not this last one, South of France, but I, I was there and they had a, a horse a butcher shop. Yeah. I found that so repulsive, but. <laughs> well, they, they actually feed horse meat to the lions at Disney, you know, so that's, you know, cause the uh, cow beef is too. You know, and the interesting thing about horses is like, well, in the United States, it's a little bit tricky because they're pets, they're livestock, they're kind of in this gray area. You know, they're technically still considered livestock, but, you know, they still have. But now as we evolve as a culture, we're starting to realize that horses have a lot more to offer. I mean, we do a lot of PTSD work with horses, you know, like my work with the women and the veterans, you know, those types of things are starting to come to the forefront. You know, um, so the horses are unique because there's a level of spirituality in a horse. And because of their prey animal instincts, you know, they tell you the truth. They're they're true mirrors of of what you put out there to them. They're not sitting there blocking you on Facebook while while agreeing to go to lunch. You know, they tell you exactly what you what is going on. And the problem that we have is that it, with humans is that a lot of times we mask our feelings or we hide or hide things. Horses don't do that. He doesn't like you. He's going to bite you. He doesn't like you. He's going to kick you. You know, and we could all be like that. We should learn a lesson from them. Yeah, exactly. And that's the Not whole the point. Not the biting stuff, but you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> be more true. Be more true. Be true. Yes. You know. Yeah. And that's the journey. You know, it's the journey to truth. And and here's the thing about being true to yourself. It's like what other people say about you starts to matter not at all. When you know your truth and when you live your truth, other people's opinions do become none of your business and you could care less. Right. It's a very powerful space to be because trust me when I say when I started this journey, people like people are like, oh, what is she trying? You know, naysayers. You know, it's a professional hobby, started with a large fortune. She's nuts, what she thinks she's doing. You know, I mean, yeah, but you know your truth. Yeah. It's all noise. It's all noise. It is. We know know in our hearts, you know, you know, what we're doing. Some of us do. Yeah, some (laughs) of us do. You're right about that. (laughs) Some of us don't. That's what they need to come and see you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you could find me on the web and I'm pretty easy to find. But um, so if, if, if somebody they never ridden a horse before, that's not a problem. Even better. I don't got to deal better. with your old bullshit stories. Yes. I, <laughs> I had a, a gal here. Yeah, I don't have to deal with it. Well, this horse wants one, you know, this one time a band camp and I got to deal with that crap. So it's beautiful. Yeah. In fact, I had one woman here who was terrified of horses like her. She was taking a, you, you, you were, she's a mutual friend of ours. 
And um, she, we, she was taking her picture, you know, her selfie with the horse like 10 feet behind her. And by the end of the weekend, she was riding my racehorse bareback okay. with no bridle. What's a bridle? The stuff that goes on their head. Aha. She was just riding with a halter. Yeah, she just had a, you know, she and she's riding in bareback. And she's like, I don't do horse. I don't horse. Just, I don't, you know, that's not me. And so she had the story wrapped around it. And she showed up. She she signed up and because, for how she got here. It's just a crazy story in and of itself. And she kind of, she's like, okay, I paid the money. I flew here from halfway across the country. And I don't know why I'm here. And by the end of the four days, it was like, okay, now I know why I'm here. And it was life transforming for her. Totally shifted so much in this woman. What was and, what, um, what was one thing if you could share what one thing was that shifted her that she was looking to find? No, it changed her belief about horses. Oh, okay. No doubt about that. It changed her That's belief awesome. about how she handles the it changed her belief about how she handles her beliefs. I don't horse, really? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. She says, I don't do horses. I don't know what I do. So it changed her. It, it created more flexibility in her identity. And I think it goes to a lot. Maybe shit getting there made her uncomfortable, which is when we're uncomfortable, we're growing, you know, yes. tackling yes. that fear, you know, that's absolutely. And then it shifted, that's... it shifted the way she looked at like, you know, now next time she goes, well, you know, I don't do Sundays. Well, maybe she does do Sundays. She, it caused her an aware, a, a level of self-awareness for her that she now doesn't set so many rules for herself that don't serve. And that's, that's so true. We, we as human beings do set so many rules and we don't even know why yes. we have high rules we set. Exactly. They keep, us from, they keep us from evolving. From our greatness. Yes, exactly. Yep. Well put right there. You know, keeps us from our greatness. And that was keeping her... So it, what I think if I were to nutshell it for her, and I, I don't want to speak for her, but this is from the feedback mm-hmm. I got from her, is that it opened her eyes to what was possible for her own greatness by removing the BS stories about the rules she had in place for why she wasn't. Wow. That's I, would, I think that would be worth magical yeah. right there. I think That's, that would be uh, worth a weekend. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely, that would be worth two friggin' weekends. That's, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Jen, where, where can everybody find you? With the website? Oh, easy peasy. Zenergen.org is my website. Z E N E R J E N.org. So, it's Zen, like find your Zen. Yeah. Zen Energy, and I'm Jen. So, it's Zenergen, Z E N E R J E N.org. Yeah, I love that. Came up with and, that and also, sitting at a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> An inspirational moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know when divine intervention is going to hit. Wow. And so, I will yeah, also and, post, I'll post the link at the bottom of this, uh, this okay. podcast so everybody else Perfect. have that. Where else can they find and you? Uh, everywhere. Instagram. Any, it's Instagram, everything, because Zenergen is a unique name. You can okay. find me anywhere and everywhere. If you look at uh, Instagram, it's at Zenergen, Z-E-N-E-R-J-E-N. And then on Facebook, same thing, Z-E-N-E-R-J-E-N. So Instagram, Facebook, website, and all my con- and any other contact information. You can reach me by phone, by carrier pigeon, you know, whatever. Smoke carrier signal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I make it easy, you know, but I do limit this, you know, I do limit my retreats. I'm very careful about the energies that come here because you're, you know, the people that I not, um, I have turned people away, you know, if their energies yep. aren't right, if they're, you know, if they're not ready, I'm not going to waste, you know, their time or my money or wait, their money, my time, whatever it is. I'm not going to waste, waste it. If they're not ready, so, if they're just coming here for, you know, to kick around on horses then it's not mm -hmm. going to work. Right. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to give them what they need. Correct. I might get, right. yeah. Well, I will. They won't, <laughs> they won't be able to, they absorb. won't be able to. Yeah. They'll, they'll leave it behind. They'll leave it in the bathroom when they leave. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so they get in touch with you and you kind of do like a, like an interview almost. Yes, I do. I do an inter like an intake process and, you know, so, right. you know, and, and it's, it actually works out really well because it ends up being kind of like a free session. So you can reach out to me and we set up a time and I interview you for like what, you know, which retreat would be best for you whether it be the relation, you know, does your relationship need more focus right now? Is, do you need more leadership? Are you starting a business? Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Then, then we decide, you know, where the best fit for you would be. So that's awesome. And then so I put a, you in the groups. Yeah. And they get a little coaching. Yep. They get a free coaching session or, you know, a free mentoring session, kind of some ideas about where they are. And then we talk about where you want to go. And, and so regardless, whether you choose to come here or not reaching out to me, you can, find out more about horses. We have a great conversation and uh, you get some value out of it in the meantime. So it's usually a good 45 minute, you know, free coaching call. And um, I'll be happy to work with anybody that reaches out in that capacity. And, and we figure out where, you know, if and where you would be a good fit for visiting me or, or connecting remotely. Yeah. And I, and I'll have to say that I had that coaching call with you and I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. Fabulous. I could have talked. I could have talked to you for a hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a couple of extroverts, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we solve the world's problems, man. <laughs> yeah. So, Jen, this has been. I love talking to you so much. I would have you every week on my podcast. Mm. I love. Oh, I love we would have a lot to talk about. I, I love what you're doing. It just gives me. It gives me goosebumps. It makes me just so happy that I that I actually I know you. You know, that's it. Just warms my heart. Well, and thank you very much for hosting me. Um, I hope, you know, I hope this is a success for you. And as I know, it will be. And um, going forward. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank for, you. For and and on. one last thing, if you could put something on a billboard, just about your life, what would it be? A phrase? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in it. yourself. It will change your life. That's it. And I, that's not hyperbole. Just believe, believe in yourself. I love it. That is so awesome, Jen. Thank you so much again for taking yeah, the time. Yeah, thank to you so much today. for hosting. And uh, have an awesome day, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Yeah, likewise. Have an outstanding day yourself. Okay, take care. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Richie here, and I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if there are any other entrepreneurs out there that, are, that have an amazing story, that they overcome adversity, challenges, and obstacles, please send me an email at uh, what's up at richieprior.com, W H A T S, up at richieprior.com. And in the subject line, put uh, podcast. I'll put whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Just send me an email at that address if you're an entrepreneur, you got an amazing story. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, I love my guests. And uh, thanks again for listening. Peace out.